Hi everyone and welcome to Keep in Mind. I'm James. And I'm Peter. Wherever you are in your journey of following Jesus, we want this to be a place where you discover truth to keep in mind. We're so glad to have you with us. Now let's listen to God's truth for us today. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 11, and it reads like this. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Well, we just read about the ascension of Jesus into heaven. And if I'm honest, it is a weird story. It's very odd. It's bizarre to us. Jesus is suddenly transported up into heaven. He's lifted up off the ground. There's angels involved. It's just a weird story. You might be thinking, well, where did Jesus go? Did he just keep going up? Is Jesus somewhere in outer space off by Mars or Jupiter? You know, it's not really a story we tend to really talk about all that often, the ascension of Jesus. And this story of the Ascension is only really covered in the end of Luke's Gospel and in, and in his most detailed account here at the beginning of the book of Acts. Now, we're well acquainted with, say, the birth of Jesus when God entered this world in flesh and blood. And we know about the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection. But often the story sort of just ends there, that Jesus was raised from the dead. But what about the Ascension? Not only that Jesus has descended from heaven into the world, but he's also ascended back to the right hand of the Father. Well, maybe one reason why we find it so odd, because it's so concretely physical and people actually saw Jesus ascend. It's almost scandalous. I mean, just think about it. His incarnation was hidden in the womb of Mary as the cells were being knit together. Jesus was also hidden in the womb of the earth as Jesus was resurrected. But here at the Ascension in Acts chapter 1, we have a group of disciples speaking with Jesus, and then suddenly Jesus is lifted up into the clouds before their very eyes. It's very public, it's very visible. So much so that the angels in the story ask the disciples, why are you still standing and looking and staring up into heaven? But the thing is, who would, who of us wouldn't be staring up into the sky after seeing something that crazy. What do we do with this story? Well, we all have loads of questions, and over the next couple of podcast episodes, we're going to try to be diving into deeper into those questions, into this neglected but very important doctrine and why it actually matters to us in 2020. What does this odd story have to do with you and me today? Now, while the story and the narrative of the, of the Ascension is only found in two places in the Bible— The theology and the logic of the whole New Testament is undergirded and supported by this fact that Jesus has ascended and sits at the right hand of the Father. 
Once you see it, you'll see the Ascension is everywhere in the New Testament. It's not just a small story in two places, but the Ascension is everywhere. So as we begin our journey through this odd but crucial, important belief, we're going to ask two questions today that we'll continue on in the next couple of podcast episodes. So today we're going to ask, why did Jesus leave? Why did Jesus ascend? And secondly, where is Jesus? So first, why did Jesus leave? And as as I've mentioned, we're going to be adding to this answer in coming episodes. But for today, and from our reading from Acts 1, we see that Jesus ascended in order for the Father to send his Spirit on the church. And that means you and me. And in verse 8, we read, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. Jesus leaves in order to send the Holy Spirit on his church. You know, in the very next chapter of Acts, Acts 2, we read of Jesus' promise coming true in the story of the Pentecost when the Spirit rushes on the apostles and the early church. Something radically shifts when Jesus ascends to heaven and the Spirit is given. Something genuinely new has begun here. The church is given power and insight through the Spirit to preach the gospel with authority. Now in John's gospel in chapter 16, Jesus is sort of explaining to the disciples that he knows that all of this is coming, that this is the plan all along, that he's going to leave. And he even tells the disciples, he says this, he says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not leave, the helper will not come to you. He's speaking about the Holy Spirit there. Jesus actually thinks that leaving the disciples is a gigantic benefit and help to them. Because he says, it is good that I'm leaving you, for the Spirit will lead you into truth and convict the world of sin. You see, you and I live in a very unique moment right now. A moment when we no longer have to look forward to the coming of the Messiah, but in an age where the Messiah has come, has ascended to his throne, and has made us his ambassadors to preach the good news. And the thing is, we're not left alone to do that work. But knowing that the victory is secure, we've been given the very Spirit of God to indwell us and lead us into Christ-glorifying truth and holiness, to spread this good news to all nations, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to our friends, and to our family. And so that means today that you are not alone in your walk of following Jesus. This word helper that Luke uses in Acts 1, when Jesus speaks of the Spirit, is the same idea and word that is used of Eve being a helpmate to Adam in the garden. There's an intimate closest closeness today for those who trust in Jesus. You see, all the resources needed for you to speak the truth have been given to you in the real, personal Holy Spirit. As Paul says, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. It's not an accident that you were born when you were born and that you're now living in the neighborhood you're living in, working the job you are today. You are living in the age of the Spirit. And because Jesus ascended into heaven and sent the Spirit to live within you, your life is anything but mundane, vanilla, or meaningless. You are an ambassador of the King invested with his very Spirit. So why did Jesus ascend? Why did Jesus leave? Well, first, he did it in order to shower us with his Holy Spirit. But secondly, the second question, where is Jesus then? 
Well, I often hear very well-intentioned people say, sort of in passing, well, Jesus is everywhere, so you can talk to him anytime. We often tell that to our kids, don't we? Now, while we can speak to him at any time and anywhere, Jesus himself is not everywhere. When Jesus was resurrected, he told Thomas, look, I'm as real as I've ever been. Here, put your fingers into my side, touch me, listen to me speaking to you, let's have a fish dinner together. All that to say, Jesus' body is as real as your body and my body. Yes, it's a resurrected and glorified body, but a body as real as ours, which means it's locationally locked in one place. So where is Jesus? Well, he's not here. He is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. He is not here, but he is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Now, we've just noted how exciting it is to be living in this present moment in what different theologians have called the church age or the age of the spirit, when we've been tasked and equipped to be God's chosen instruments and God's divine plan to redeem the world. But this is also a time when Jesus isn't with us like he was with the disciples. Now, maybe you've wished at times in your life that Jesus would show up visibly as he was to the disciples. Wouldn't that be easier to live if Jesus was like that? Maybe you're in a moment like that right now. And even though Jesus said that this time we're living in with the Spirit is of more benefit, the thing is the story has not come to an end yet. There's still more to come. And in many ways, we long for Jesus' return, for him to be back here. When we assume that Jesus is everywhere, sometimes Christianity can feel a bit lackluster. We think, is this really it? When we assume Jesus is everywhere, we wonder, well, what would be around the corner if Jesus is already here? What the doctrine of the ascension tells us, though, is that there's something very big around the corner because Jesus isn't here right now. Because Jesus is not here and is in heaven, we can expect something very dramatic to happen in the future. In verse 11 of our reading, the angels tell the disciples, they say this, This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus is in heaven, but he is coming back. He is coming back. The ascension of Jesus gives us a comfort in the closeness of his spirit. Because of the spirit, Jesus is accessible everywhere, but we also learn that Jesus himself is not everywhere. And that means that we live at a moment when there still is disabling pain and anxiety and worry and illness and fear and darkness. You see, the ascension allows us to be dissatisfied with the world around us because we're longing for Jesus to come back and renew all things. Right now, the good news is still being spoken amidst all the bad news. The light is still penetrating the darkness. Because Jesus is not here, we're able to honestly lament and long for him to return. This is not the end, though. Maybe you're going through something at the moment and you've accepted the pain and anxiety because you think this is it. But don't forget the countless times Jesus says to us, Yes, but I'm coming back. Keep your lanterns lit. Keep the door unlocked. As Jesus says in John's Gospel regarding his very near departure, he says this, I've spoken these things so that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. 
we have been tasked with an, with an eternally significant mission in this present darkness. And one day Jesus will reunite heaven and earth together once again. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. But today we live honestly lamenting the real pain we struggle in, while also, by the power of the Spirit, imploring Jesus with the rest of the saints, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Keep in Mind is a ministry of Bradfield and Ruffin Baptist Church. For more information, visit www.brbaptistchurch.com.